I, uh, one of the things, our family, we just moved and um, so didn't really have a lot of time to think through getting gifts and so kind of pulled out an idea uh, for the family to <clears throat> all write um, letters to each other. And instead of trying to, you know, get a whole bunch of gifts, just us and the kids, um, each one of us just writing a whole letter and just telling each other how much we appreciate them, saying thank you for who they are. Not so much just thank you for, you know, doing my chore yesterday, that kind of thing, but really saying thank you about the character that they have and the gifts that they have and, and speaking life into their destiny and into their future and um, the kids aren't totally excited about it. I think they're all about halfway through. They, they, have eight, they have nine of them, or no, eight of them to write. So they're about halfway done. They all pick their favorites first. And so now they're, they got the terrible task of tonight writing letters to their siblings that they don't like. And, uh, but trusting God to give them words. <clears throat> but there is so much power in saying thank you. And there's so much power in speaking life to one another. And it's something, it's sad, but when it happens, it stands out. So when someone actually comes and it's not just a passing thank you, but it's a heartfelt thank you, you know what I mean? It, 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 it jumps out at you and it's like, wow, that was, that was sincere. And you know, and there's something there. And, and so tonight, just calling our message, thank you. And really trying to focus on thanking, on thanking God for sending his son, on thanking Jesus for coming and um, just having that opportunity to say thanks to him. And, you know, typically in, in Christmas, we're celebrating the birth, the, the day in which we, um, you know, we don't <clears throat> actually know the exact name and what hospital have the copy of Jesus' birth certificate to know, you know, exactly at what time and what hospital with what doctor and both of his parents' signatures on the piece of paper to know all those details. But it's the day in which we, we celebrate his birth. But... Um, more than celebrating a birth, we want to, it's a time to look at the life of Christ and celebrate it marked by the anniversary of his birth. And if you think about it, when you go to a birthday party for each other, you throw a birthday party for, for one of your family members, you don't throw a birthday party to celebrate baby your spouse or baby your child or baby your parent. You know what I mean? You're, you're celebrating them and their life, and you're celebrating the day they were born, the anniversary of their birth, but to celebrate the gift that they are to you in the life that you've had with them. Does that make sense? Yes. But so much because of like little nativity scenes and different things like that, at Christmas, we can do a lot where we just see the baby Jesus, and, um, and, and, and we just focus on that instead of just the life of what it symbolizes that God actually decided to come and to be with us here on earth. And not only did he come, but it was his pleasure to come. And, you know, I, my, my uh, older brother after the first service came up to me and he was telling me, I've, I've never, I don't think I've ever read this uh, quote by Mark Twain, but goes something like he said, you know, God, um, Jesus coming to earth and lowering himself to come to earth is, is more, I forget what word he used, but I'm totally sorry, Mark Twain, wherever you are. Um, but it, 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 it's more extreme than one of us becoming an ant. That what God's worldview is and how big he is 
for him to come and to be with us is crazier than one of us coming into, you know, just move around with the ants. But it was his pleasure to come. And uh, yeah, how many of you guys have ever been to Chick-fil-A? If you say thank you, what do they say to you? You guys ever been there? Yeah, I asked the first in the morning service, and everybody, half the place had been there. But I, what I realized is our church isn't very good at saying thank you. Because if they did, then they would hear the, my pleasure. But do I have a, when, when they're there, it's one of their company things to say my pleasure. And because it's their pleasure to serve, and it's their pleasure to give. And that's the same way it is with Jesus, is that it's his pleasure to come and to be with us. It was his pleasure to come, and it was hard, but it was still his pleasure. So <clears throat> we have kids in here. How many elementary-age kids are in the room tonight? Raise your hand if you're in elementary. Now, if you're in elementary and you, your parents have kind of uh, given you a sheltered childhood and they have never taken you to Chick-fil-A, I want you to keep your hand up. If you've been there, I want you to lower your hand. Any kids here who've never been there? I got a couple because I am going to send you to Chick-fil-A. There you go. There you go. We got one over there. You're welcome. So, my pleasure. Yeah, woo. Well, I didn't work there. Well, I only had three ladies and gentlemen. Okay, the, the cards don't just come out. Um, I asked my son after the morning, so he said, you know, Dad, my only critique for you is you only gave the gift cards to, the, to this one side, and you left out this whole side, so I wanted to keep that balance. But, you know, it was Christ's pleasure to come and, and to be with us and, and to show up, and that's the one thing that's amazing about God. And that's why he is the king of kings and the lord of lords. Is there's a lot of different people out there or, or gods out there that, that people choose to worship. But he's the only one that isn't just a dead person. Or isn't just an object. Or isn't just a, a statue or, or an idea or a concept. But he's living. And what that means is not only did he show up once. But he continues to show up. And he continues to come and be part of our lives. And he continues to invade our lives. And to come in, into situations where we need him. And into our brokenness. Into our good times and our bad times. And in all of those things. And in Matthew chapter 1, 22 through 23. And this is uh, right after um, Mary has become pregnant. And Joseph, who she was engaged to, is kind of trying to figure out, man, what do I do? We haven't, you know, we haven't had sex, and she's pregnant, and, you know, do I call off the engagement? What happens here? And an angel visited him and said, and is explaining what's going on and says, All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall see what happened. Emmanuel. What does that mean? It means God is with us. And that's exactly what happened. Christ was born and he came and he was with us. He wasn't just there. It wasn't just saying he is God, but it's saying God is with us. And that's him showing up and that's him being with us. Now, showing up is powerful because it's you're experiencing. 
Now, when someone comes and they experience, you know, what you did, or they experience what's going on in your life, it, it means something. If you think about, you know, a birthday party, if you throw a birthday party and no one showed up, I don't want you, that, that is too heartbreaking, and so don't raise your hand, um, but <clears throat> you don't just want the gifts to be mailed to your house. How many of you guys like gifts? Okay, we, we, we like gifts, but you really, you want the people. You want people to show up. If you think about a wedding, you know, a, a wedding wouldn't be much of a celebration if all you did was send out a, a picture of you and, and, your, and your fiance with your new, you know, your new apartment address or your, uh, your new home address and just said, hey, here's where we're registered. Feel free to send us the gifts. Um, you know, you, you want a celebration. Why, why do people throw insane amounts of money into weddings is because they're throwing a party, but they're not just throwing a party for themselves. They're throwing a party because they, they, they want people to show up and they want people to be part of this, this celebration and what's going on there. Uh, in parenting, you know, my kids, they, they remember all the times I show up and say I volunteer at their school. Or if you show up, whether you do or you don't show up to say one of their events, whether it be a sporting event or, a, or like a concert thing that they do or anything like that. And, you know, I can have someone go pick up my kids. If they can't, um, you know, I've had Ben go pick up my kids before if I couldn't make it and they need to be picked up from school. But the one thing is, is no one can replace me in showing up and what it means to them, whether or not their father showed up to something that was special to them. I mean, I could send the entire church, I could send an army of people, and it doesn't change, it doesn't, that's cool, and they're like, okay, thanks, but it doesn't fill what they're looking for. And Jesus showed up for us. He came, and he came from heaven and came to earth to be with us, to connect with us, and to show up and, and to be with us. Whether it be where maybe you locked your keys, maybe something you needed help. I'm sure many of you, if you think back, there's been times where maybe you locked your keys in your car. Or maybe, uh, you know, you got a flat tire, you, had a, you accidentally left your um, lights on, and, and so you had to call someone to come jump your battery, and someone showed up and helped you. My wife and I, we just moved uh, over here, well, it's been over the last, like, seems like last year we've been moving, um, but it's been the last couple weeks, and we, we were moving from one house, the rental we were in, the, the owner wanted to sell the house, and so we moved into a, a smaller home, it was actually like half the square footage, and so we've been having to just purge and go through things. Today I'm wearing one set of large striped socks and one set of small striped socks because all of our clean clothes are in large <laughs> garbage bags because we don't know where to put the clothes yet. And so this morning I'm like digging through and I'm just like, shoot, I, I don't got enough time to keep digging through these garbage bags. These two both have the same color schemes. We're going with it. Oh, my, my kids, my daughters love to wear, they actually don't like wearing matching socks. They purposely find unmatching ones. So I think I'm actually quite relevant. So all you matchies out there, sorry, you got to get with the times. Um, but in moving, you know, people show up and there's power in that. Uh, tragedy, when there's a tragedy. I remember my father um, passed away of a, of a brain tumor when I was 10. And that's 20, I'm 39, it was 29 years ago. But one thing I have never forgotten is, um, I'll never re forget saying goodbye to him. 
and I'll never forget when the, uh, the funeral home came and got him. Those two things are just etched in my brain. The next couple days, don't really remember a whole lot, but I'll never forget who showed up to his memorial service. Even though I was a 10-year-old boy, who showed up is etched in my brain. And in what I felt from those people that showed up and the interaction I had with them, there's power in showing up. And so not only does Jesus show up, but when he shows up, he changes everything. He heals, he takes our sadness, he comforts, he even takes on our consequences. And that's what he did at the cross. And that's why he came was to take on our sin, which is when we've missed the mark, who are when we go after our own selfish ideas, our own selfish ambitions, when we have bad attitudes or make bad choices. I always joke around with, you know, my kids. It's it's like, you know, Jesus came, it'd be like me choosing to, you know, to have obviously on a much grander scale, but you know, to to take a spanking for them or to have their time out for them or to you know, do detention for them or whatever it is. He came and he paid the penalty and he paid the consequence for what we've done. But again, he showed up in that way. So how did he come? Um, You know, he could have just appeared. If you think about it, Uh, many of us have watched movies where there's superheroes and, you know, the bat symbol goes off and uh, all of a sudden Batman appears or you know, Superman comes flying into the scene right as the Golden Gate Bridge is about to fall. I don't know, does that ever happen? And in, in, did he ever save the Golden Gate Bridge? I'm from California. So let's just say um, the Bank of America, Transamerica building is, you know, leaning or whatever it is. He comes in, he, you know, he flies in right at the nick of time. You know, and God could have chosen any way to, to send Jesus down here to earth and, and to do it in any way, but he... He came in the most humble, in messy, and poor way he possibly could. And you think about it, it's kind of genius because if you're like me, you've judged people who maybe didn't have it quite as hard as you. Where, you know, you, you see them succeeding in some way, and it's like grandparents help. That's because, you know, he had these parents. That's because his grandparents helped him in that. That Well, that's because they were gifted in this, or they were born in this city, or they got to go to this school, and we kind of see it that way. You know, when Jesus came, he was born in a little barn. He, he was born to just a, a, a average family. I mean, you know what I mean? There, there was nothing special about it. And... Uh, you know, sometimes we can see the, the different pictures of the birth and we can think, man, you know, it, it, we just, we can kind of take away some of the, the, the normal parts of it. But when you think about it, and sometimes it's weird because if, 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 if you believe Jesus is your Lord and Savior, it can almost feel like, man, is this sacrilegious to think that, you know, he had a poopy diaper, okay? Or, you know, that he teethed or that um, maybe he burped. Okay, maybe he had bad breath. I mean, I mean, the dude was human, okay? And so, you know, I mean, he was perfect, but does that mean, you know, he, he never, you know, farted, or I don't know what you say, tooted, passed gas, puffed, whatever, whatever word you want to use. Um, he, he, he had to go through puberty, right? And, but, you know, he was human, so again, 
but saying that is that he, he showed up and he lived the life that we lived and that we're living. He did not just appear just as this superhero and just come, but he came to walk. That's empathy and to experience what we experience and to experience those hardships. Any of you guys remember the emotions? Maybe I'm just the only emotional roller coaster in the room and that's fine. But do you guys remember the emotions of going through puberty? I mean, I was a wreck. I mean, I, I was crying all the time. I, you know, just couldn't, I, my mom was constantly trying to keep me centered and, and all this stuff, but I was a wreck. But you know what? It gives me comfort to know that I can relate to Jesus because he went through similar things. And I'm not just talking to someone who never went through something like that. You know, he came to identify with us. He came to be like us, and he came to take on us. And that's exactly what he did at the cross, is he took on all that we are. And so, he could have just appeared, but instead of appearing, he came. And he's still constantly showing up in all of our lives. In Matthew 28, 19 through 20, Jesus is talking to his disciples, and it's kind of his last charge. And this is a charge that many of us have heard in the church, and it's something that carries on for each one of us. But it says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that have I commanded you. So that's the charge. That's the mission. Go out and do this. But then he has a promise that he gives on his part. And behold... I am with you always. Doesn't say, and I'm going to be watching. Doesn't say, and you're going to need to turn in your results. And doesn't say, and I'm tracking it. He says, he's with us. For him to be with us means he's still showing up. It means he's still walking into our lives. And he's still jumping in. So our response is to say thank you. To say thank you for coming in humility, that he came in such a humble way. To say thank you that he identifies with us. And that he came anyway. And worship team, you guys can come up here. That he came anyway. You know, the inn was full, the circumstances were weird, but he still came. He didn't say, whoa, whoa, hold on a second. I only, you know, get born in hotels. Or I can only have the best doctor, you know, deliver me. Or, you know, no, he came anyway. That he, he shows up when we're at our worst. He shows up even when I don't want him to and I have a bad attitude. He's still right there. And he's still there just sitting right there. Not only that, but it's his pleasure. And it's always his pleasure. Every time he shows up, it's his pleasure. And so my encouragement for us is that um, as you guys go into tomorrow and as you move forward, that we don't just think about the baby, and, but we think about the fact that he, he showed up and why he showed up was because he wanted to relate with you. He wanted to relate with me. And that we remember that he's always wanting to show up in our lives. And that we begin to open ourselves up and, and really begin to thank him. You know, thanks for coming even when I had a bad attitude. 
Thanks for coming even when I was pushing you off a little bit. Thanks for coming even when I was not, when I was going the opposite direction that you wanted me to go. And that as we go into this next year, that if we're going to set resolutions, that we don't just set resolutions of doing, of what we're going to do different, but that we set ones where we're actually opening ourselves up to say, God, I want to have more space to experience you showing up in my life and allow you to have more time and to, to, to spend more time with me. And so they're going to they're gonna sing a song, and, and you guys can stay seated. A lot of times we, you know, we stand and we all sing along. And you can sing along to the words. They're going to be up there. But it, it's a song titled Thank You. But just let it kind of, just think about it. It's, it's our time. It's our response. And my, my, my biggest hope for tonight, for this service, is that all of us walk out of here with just a new appreciation for how many times Christ has shown up in our lives. And what Christmas actually represents is not the celebration of a baby. It's a celebration of the anniversary of when a life was born and how that life has changed our lives. And that we see it that way.